3: This is a Baz and Izzy for Breakfast podcast and we've had a great day here on Tuesday the 10th of August on SENZ. We've caught up with some familiar names and some real athletes who are doing some wonders around the world as well. Chris Lynn, we spoke to the Australian batsman who's operating over in the 100 and chatted to us about life on the road as a T20 talisman. We spoke to Graham Richardson who's a Matamata-based trainer who has his horse defibrillate set for a big spring campaign targeting the Caulfield and Melbourne Cups Tom Latham well news out of New Zealand is that Tom Latham will captain the New Zealand side as they a young New Zealand side as they head over to Asia and take on some tall orders over the next few months and then Tony Kemp came on as the and how good was Tony
4: Oh Tony Kemp the champion mate we have got to get him on every single week His insights into horse riding, racing was yeah, world class, but I want to chat to him about these Warriors and can they make the top eight? He thinks
3: so. He thinks so. And we also talked today, Izzy, about your previous life as a budding Hugh Hefner on a golf course. So that was Baz and Izzy for Breakfast on SENZ Podcast. The way- Kia ora and good morning to all of our terra. It is Tuesday, the 10th of August, and it's just after 6am in the morning. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. We are by Kiwis and we are for Kiwis and we have a lot to talk about today. Really looking forward to getting stuck in with my co-host and good man Izzy Dag, who is parked up in the pool house down in Christchurch. Good morning Iz.
4: Good morning. Morning Baz, morning uh, Aotearoa. It's great to be back Tuesday the 10th of August, Baz. And you know what 10th of August means. It's payday, bud. It's payday. How good. (laughs)
5: Yes. (laughs) Today's payday has been Uh. a long time
4: coming. Thank you, Sam. I know you'll be listening over in Australia. We appreciate your support, but no, it's uh, going to be a great day. (laughs) Um, Had a great day yesterday, actually, after I got off the show, and it was raining here. It was snowing, um, so just really kids are away at at daycare. So I thought... um, yeah, we'll just do a few chores around the house. Had the builders here, making an absolute mess. So, uh yeah, had a great day. So today, it's a bit of a different day. I've got the kids at home all day. Uh, so after this, I'll be busy at home. It is terrible weather. So I want to know, anyone out there that's got, you know, these have these days with their kids at home, if you've got any uh things I could do with them at, at home, any games, anything I can do, give us a text, double eight double three. Um, because I've, I've lost lost for choices, really. It's uh, tough. My kids are three and four, so they're not growing up like yours, Bez. They are actually terrible. They make a hell of a mess around the whole house. They destroy everything. Why do kids think it's cool to get every single toy out and spread it around the entire house? <laughs> I don't know what it is. These kids just make a hell of a mess.
3: What, what intrigues me is that you're trying to sell the fact that you did chores yesterday when I know for a fact... <laughs> that you went to sleep straight after the show from 10 o'clock in the morning to one thirty in the afternoon because you had had a very, very intense weekend in Queenstown and you're just suffering a little bit of Monday-itis. So good, good try trying to pull that one over Fans. everyone's eyes. But Fans! I
4: did chores around the house, mate. I did. It might have been after one thirty, but I still, still did chores around the house, okay? I still, yes, I might have got a shut eye. I thought of, you know, like, <laughs> we had the builders here and I said to the boys, I said, hey, boys, I'm just going to go in the room and just going to watch the little movie quickly. I'll be back soon. And then I went in the room and, <laughs> and next minute they come, I'm in the kitchen, it's 1.30, and they come in, oh, that was a good little movie. How'd that go for you? And I was like, oh, man, I zonked it for three and a half hours. Just, just been in having a, boy. <laughs> a boy, oh, hey, mate, having
3: a moi. Having a moi, mate. Oh, brilliant, mate. We've got some. Um, <laughs> mate, so we've got Graham Richardson on today, horse trainer from Matamata, also happens to be my neighbour. You're going to enjoy him. And i get into him about his tips too. Worst tips to ever yep. get into him is... You want a winner from him. and Then we've got Chris Lynn all the way over there in uh, in the UK. He's going to join us. He's involved in the 100-ball competition. It's oh, quite good timing, actually, bro, because Australia have lost their fifth successive T20 series, and they've gone down 4-1 to Bangladesh. Now, one of the best players of T20 cricket in Australia is Chris Lynn, and he's not in that team. So that'll be a good chance to have a, have a chat. And we've also got Tom Latham on the show fellow Christchurch man and is going to take a pretty inexperienced New Zealand side across to Asia to compete in a three or four month tour over there. Then we've also got Tony Kemp to talk to Warriors, the up and coming Warriors. At any stage as well, don't be shy. Give us a call on the Kennards hire phone on 0800 150811 or a text on 8833. We have one in sitting there waiting for you to read out
4: right now is? Izzy, it's a cracker day outside. They could get out and help you heal your grass. Cheers, Willie from Pegasus. Willie, mate, he's a good, (laughs) he's a good supporter of our show, Bears. So cheers for tuning in, Willie. Um, with the grass situation, oh man, yeah, so I'm waiting until it's actually a little bit drier. We've had a lot of rain over the last couple of days, so there's actually a lot of puddles out in the, out in the paddocks and out in the (laughs) grass. Um, commend, uh, I've got a, Give a little bit of kudos to the guys that shape the grass, actually. It's, it drains really well. So they've got the shaping and the angles right. Everything's shaping into... Uh, all the grass is draining into the paddocks. But, Bez, guess what? I've got no cows, what? mate. They're gone. See you later. Oh, Farmer
3: Dad, oh, no oh, more. Look Mano's yes, around,
4: boy. Is he? yes,
3: boy. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> we Are we getting a little premature with the country clueless here? I feel like we're just wasting all of our content all of of our strong country clueless
4: i'm i'm happy they're on mate because apparently said they i was in um i was way in queensland on the weekend and daisy comes over to me and uh, we just finished having lunch and she goes oh apparently the cows are on the grass so what they've done these cows they've bit They've bit the electric fence connector. So I've got a, a solar-powered electric um, that I just clipped to the fence. So what they've done is they've put their, their head under the fence and they've grabbed the, um, one of the connectors and they've just bitten it in half so it stopped the power going through the electric fence. And then these cows have bowled through the electric fence and they've come onto my property and actually saw obviously the grass was nice and healthy. Where it survived from, from the sprain, it's really healthy. And they've gone onto the grass, and they've started eating my grass. And you know what they do? They put big dents into the dirt, and then they poo everywhere. So I got that message when I was down in <laughs> Queenstown. I wasn't very happy. So they they left on Sunday, and I'm, I'm quite happy they're gone. They're gone.
3: Uh, Don't know where they're gone. The, the grass is the grass is even greener, eh? For even as these even as <laughs> <even Izzy's> cows. <laughs> <laughs> so t- what else? So what have you actually got planned for your kids then? No daycare today, so they're at home. You're You're hustling as father of the year. What have you got planned for them?
4: Well, I'll tell you a great game I love to play. It's called hide and seek. Because I'm a good hider. (laughs) (laughs) This is what I do. I tell the kids, I tell the kids, okay, okay, you wait here. You wait here, you count to 20, and then dad will go hide. So yesterday I I did it at the same time. And no, I wasn't in bed all day so don't say that. But anyway, this is where I hid. So the bed was a bit of a mess at the moment. The bed was a little bit of a mess. So the pillows were puffed up. The bed was puffed up. So what did I do? I just snuck under the duvets. Just snuck under the duvets. Had, had my mouth just outside a little hole so I could breathe. And I was just laying there. And they couldn't find me for about half an hour. So it was a great little rest at the same time I was playing hide and seek. So I'll play probably a little bit of hide and seek. Um, I might take them for a little ride on the motorbike just around the farm. They love they love going for rides on the motorbikes. Um, what else are we gonna do? Probably just yeah, might take them to a little indoor playground around somewhere. Just get them out of the house. Probably it's um, if yeah. the weather's not too good, I'll just take them to like a place like Chipmunks or somewhere where they could just have a play. And yeah, they're they're
3: still young, mate. Not like yours, you can just leave them anywhere. Yeah, mine are a little bit older, but I guess what comes with that is different challenges too. And I've got, i got a little job in front of me this afternoon too, mate. I got to, I've got to put up a flat pack of a, of drawers. Are you into f- putting flat pack a what? packs? What? They are just a flat pack of like drawers for your bedroom, you know, like bedroom drawers. You know, so you got to put together a flat pack. You don't know any you don't know what
4: I'm talking about here can, can, can we video this can we video <laughs> this please can, I, can, we, can you make this video this because I want to see this because I know when you get those little you know put together little shelves and it all sounds like a great idea you know when when we we're having Arlo and he you get his little port-a-cot, or you get his little cot and you put it together how much of a nightmare are these things They look so simple they've got four bolts and they've got four little sides to them and you just put them in here. But what did Dag do? He put them up and he put them on the wrong way and he instead of going from uh, you know, instruction one through to ten, he went from three through to eight and he missed the first two important <laughs> ones because he thought it was really simple. He thought it was really simple. I'm too smart for this this little um <laughs> bassinet or whatever you call the them. I'll put it manual. up and then you gotta backtrack and then oh mate, yeah. So I I feel you. I feel your pain. Yeah, you can actually hire people <laughs> to put them up, Bez. I'll tell you that.
3: Well, you could do, but I mean, I'm not going to let it beat me as at all. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the job done later on. Let, let's actually unpacked it yesterday. I said to her, "What are you doing?" I was like, "This is gonna, this is an all-day job, and you don't want to start unpacking this at eight o'clock at night and starting to think you're going to put it up." So, it's, um, it's May's draw, Lys, uh set of drawers, and 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 I said, "Look, I'll take care of it, but just I'll do it in my own time tomorrow." You know. Under no time pressure. i got to get up early. I'll take care of it. Do you think she waited? No. So we've got flat pack no. all over the lounge at the moment. So I'll take care of that this afternoon. Um, but otherwise, I, I don't have to worry too much about looking after them. They're going to be at school today. Um, I do have a couple of jobs to do, though. I've got to get a couple of horses. I'm selling a couple of horses, mate, on um, gavel oh, bath, yeah. So I'm going to get them prepared with a couple of mates there. Yeah just um they're how like mean, brood mares and i just sent the old, oh well i got sort of like shears and stuff in about 14 um but i mean we kind of we've been breeding thoroughbreds and so i've got a lot of young ones and so you've got a lot of units on the ground so to speak um but i'm going to sell a couple mainly because it's just a bit slow for me is you know like the process mm. of sort of breeding and and I think you you really need more sizeable numbers as well to really make it work commercially. So, well, luckily I've got yeah. some some help today coming around and sort of dress them up and get them ready to take a few photos to put on Gabble House. So I can let you know how they go next week. that's
6: so, job so in front of with, us, with so.
3: horse with horse farming, mate.
4: Ta- talk to me about this. What is <laughs> what is the real? <laughs> <laughs> what is, what is the farming. what is the dream tell me tell me the dream tell me the dream Bears McCullum what is the dream you want that you want that Melbourne Cup winner or what? what's the goal what's the goal with this horse farming
3: that's a good question is um, well as a as a horse farmer I was sort of looking to try and breed a Cox Plate winner that Cox Plate's the, the race which I would love to win The the you know everyone yeah. talks about the Melbourne Cup and that but to me, the Cox Plate is a race. I just, I'd love to win. So, if you could breed, um, you know, from one of your mares, breed a a Cox Plate winner, that'd be the absolute dream. But uh, just, I'm not sure I'm going to hang into the breeding. I'd rather just race a couple of fillies, mate. Race them through, hopefully yep. get them through to a little, you know, to, to a little bit of black type, and then you kind of sell them on from there. So that's kind of what our structures. But in the racing game, you're always sort of pivoting, you know, like you. It, and Maybe it's my own impatience, but you sort of, it, it takes <laughs> takes you on different journeys, prisoner. you know what I mean? Oh, well, i just a little impatient, as most people out there probably noticed. but yeah. you're impatient as well.
4: I'm very impatient, mate. I want the winner and I want it now. I want to win everything and, and straight away. I don't want the, I, you know, like, um, but I'll, what are the realistic chances of, of, of actually breeding or having a horse to go into the Cox play? Because there really is. Everyone's drinking
3: that, isn't it? Oh, about one in probably fifty thousand. <laughs> actually more. More. It'd be it'd be worse size than that. Yeah. Actually not even close to fifty thousand, probably one in five hundred thousand. That's okay. Someone's yeah. gotta do it. Someone's that's gotta right. win it is. Hey? You don't <laughs> yes, you don't mate, achieve yes. anything if you don't paint the dream like you gotta dare to dream. <laughs> and and, and yes, that's mate. what I do. Anyway. Let's, uh, we can pick this up on the other side. We've got plenty to chat about this morning. Looking forward to getting Graham Richardson, the horse trainer, and Chris Lynn. Tom Latham, Tony Kemp. I want to talk to Warriors, as does this person who sent in the text. Bears send out the SOS to the uh, to RTS. The Warriors are going to make the eight from Josh. Josh, I am 100% yes. on your side. It is 6.16 in the morning, and you're listening to Bears and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 0800
2: 150 811 is the Kennard's hire phone line. Give the boys a call at any stage this morning. We would love to hear from you. We'd also love to hear from you on the text line, 8833, because we have a text of the month, which means a temper queen size bed will be given away to one of you. It's valued at $10,000, and the text of the week wins a pillow worth
3: $299. And Baz, you've got a text there nice and early from Craigo. Yeah, we have. Craig says, pack up the flat pack and take it down to the local watering hole. Someone down there must know how to assemble. That is absolutely astute advice from Craig. Couldn't think of a better option, actually, <laughs> this afternoon. Well, when I say this afternoon, maybe around midday, is that could be a good option. What do you reckon? Just find someone down the road that maybe I can pay them in pints or something,
4: perhaps. 100%. How good is that? You take it down there, you, get, you know, you just a little bit of chat amongst the blokes. Everyone thinks they're a doer. So there'll be a lot of guys down there <laughs> two pints deep that will be like, mate, I could do this easy. And Imagine five of you trying to do it at once down at the bar, mate. You'd be bloody shambles. Like I said, if you do it, Baz, can you video it and send it to us, please?
3: I'm not sure I'm going to sort of put, put myself in the situation where I'm going to be exposed to that much criticism for my flat-pack putter ring ability for want of a better term what about uh is what about someone who a couple people who might be able to afford to pay someone to put the flat pack up and that's the old gold medalist they got a little bit of they're gonna get paid the gold medalist is gonna get paid from from the the government how's about that little win
4: yeah i'm pumped for it mate like the uh Most of these athletes, they probably don't get paid uh, uh, too well. So this will be doing um, wonders for them. 60 grand per gold medal. And what I love about this, mate, what I love about this, is six of the seven gold medals were actually won by women at the Olympics. So how good is that for our women athletes who, in this day and age, there's been a lot of chat about um, the funding that they get, uh, the recognition they get on on the biggest stage, and for these ladies to go out there Represent New Zealand on the big stage and actually win more medals for for New Zealand than probably the men's did. Uh, is a huge, huge feat in its own. So uh, hats off to all the to the women's um <coughs> sorry gold medalists out there that have that have won medals. And I want to know if, if the women's sevens players do they get sixty k each? Bats?
3: Well, that's that's a good point actually. Is I'm not really sure. I think they. I don't think they do. They should. They should get it. You make a good point. Around six out of our seven gold medalists were won by females. Blokes, what are you doing? Sort your act out. You need to improve. Lift. Girls are holding up their end of the bargain. The blokes are not. We need to improve on this, surely. But, well, 60 grand each. I love it, mate. That's um, that's more than a lot of the other countries, isn't it? So good on them that they're going to get a a little bit of of Lord Rutherford's in the back pocket for all their hard work. They deserve it. I was
4: listening to I was listening to Raylene Castle last night um on the news speaking about obviously what our most successful olympics they've still got a big review system a review process they've got to go through they've got to review um all the sports and how they've how they did um and there was a chat about the the cycling probably just wasn't up to our, our usual standard with with gold medals and success over there and then our sailors probably not going over there and doing as well but she had made an interesting comment actually she said well winning the gold medal isn't isn't everything you know there's a lot of things behind the scenes that they've got to look into as well so winning um, obviously winning over there doesn't mean that they're going to get all the funding which was quite an interesting comment to me because I thought that's what it was all about going over there and winning uh, at all costs but the thing is they need to fund sports that a lot of these kids are, are around New Zealand are probably getting into um, so it's, it'll be interesting what they see what they do over the next couple of months and, and the review process and what they come out come up with with Raylene Castle, who's doing high
3: performance CEO. Yeah, that's a good point actually. And on Staffy's show too, he um he actually mentioned about how the TAB fund quite a lot of the sports based on if if you can um if you can bet on them, there's a portion of that money goes back to those sports. But I, I totally agree with you that. Surely it is about the ultimate success of winning there and growing the um, the eyeballs mm-hmm. which are on that sport, and and ultimately winning a gold medal has to be that determining factor. Surely, so you'd think what the likes of Lisa Carrington have done for rowing in the last few weeks, in particular, has uh, for canoeing, sorry, not rowing, um, has has done for that sport in the last few weeks, and Emma Twigs yeah. done for rowing, etc., has to has to allow more people to be able to want to participate in that sport and, and grow it. And that's only because of their success on the big stage.
4: I'd, I'd love to know if, if what the numbers are like in, in kayaking and with Lisa Carrington and her sport, she is the golden girl. She is the, the biggest name in New Zealand sport at this moment. I want to know if there's actually a, a big following within the kayaking um, industry, if there's, if there is some great numbers. So if anyone out there is into kayaking, um, double eight, double three. Give us a message and and let us know if there is a, if it actually is a popular sport or there's a lot of kids that are getting into it. Um, you know, I want to know if 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 there is uh, a great following. So give us a text on double eight, double three. That'll be interesting. To know because obviously all these gold medals, this oh, she's got to create a lot of following. You know, a lot of these uh, kids watch the All Blacks, watch the Black Caps. Um, you know, watch the Silver Ferns. Now they've just witnessed greatness over at the Olympics. Is this going to transition into a
3: a real pathway for these kids? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's 100% spot on, mate. That's what I think is, as well. They are the shop window, and that's how you then are able to draw attention to those sports, and that's why the Olympics is such an important um, feature or, or um such an um, important part of, of um, being able to try and inspire the next generation of athletes to pick up these different sports as well, aside from just your rugbys, your crickets, your netballs, which seem to be deeply ingrained in us anyway as as Kiwis. And that's why the last few weeks have been fascinating to watch and why the likes of Lisa Carrington are now being held up as role models and, and fine um, examples of successful New Zealand stories. So... Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more, mate. And the more of those, the better. And well done to be to the uh, New Zealand government for paying the athletes what they deserve. 60 big ones. Let's hope they don't get taxed on it. That'd be that be wouldn't it? Dave, Here's your 60. Bears, We're going to take 39% back off you.
4: <laughs> yes. Did you see that photo yesterday? Uh, there was a photo of Valerie Adams. I think it was Emma Twig and Lisa Carrington. And, Lee, and Valerie Adams was holding Lisa Carrington up with one arm and then she had Emma Twig in yeah, her other arm and just absolutely <laughs> monstering Lisa Carrington. And she's Lisa's an absolute unit, and she made her look like a yeah. pea. It was actually amazing.
3: <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty cool photo, actually. Right, we should just mention as well, and it was mentioned in um, uh, Trudy's news bulletin as well, the sad passing of, uh, former Olympic um, cyclist for New Zealand and Olivia Podmore, who died overnight at the age of mm. 24, um, outlining some pressures of top-level sport and some social media posts. So our thoughts and feelings are with all of her family, um, who will be going through a, a really tough time. And, and um, yeah, our thoughts here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast are with not just them, but also all of the cycling and Olympic committee as well. So sad news there. Uh, right, we're coming up to 6.30, which means here on Baz for breakfast, we're going to catch up with Trudy for the news with Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand.
2: 0800-150-811 is the number to play Quizzy Dag. Take on the Ismaster, the Quizmaster, for a $50 TAB bonus bet. You'll want that because we just tip out truckloads of winners on this show, so you'll want that. And remember, when you call, well, the Caller of the Month will be coming away with an All Blacks experience. Just be part of SENZ by calling that number, which is the same one for Quizzy Dag, 0800 All thanks to Bullpark Entertainment on SENZ. It's Quizzy Dag.
4: Quiz for the ages to prove yourself. The quizmaster, master, the is master, stay with me. Oh, this might be an absolute disaster. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, if you think you got what it takes, give us a call on 0800 <laughs> 150 811. 811. 811. <laughs> you know the time, you know the time. It's quizzy, Izzy time. <laughs> Let's go. You know the the rules, five questions, you get them all right, you win a $50 voucher courtesy of the team at TAB. How good. All right, we got John on the line. John, morning. Morning, boys. Good morning, brother. You know the rules, mate. Five questions, five right, you win. Question number one. Which country has won the FIFA World Cup a record five times? Three, two,
3: Germany. one. Mm. Unlucky, mate. Better good luck work this time. on the time there. You really put them under the pump there, as I like it. Yeah, had to, had to. Strong,
4: Nick. Nick, you there? Yeah, g'day, ladies. How we going? Yeah, good morning, Nick. Good morning, Nick. You know the rules. Are, if you think you can take on the Quiz Master, 0800 811 zero eight eleven. All right, Nick. Which country has won the FIFA World Cup a record five times? I'm going to check Brazil out there. Yeah, beautiful, mate. Beautiful. Nice. Here we go. Question number two. Finn Delaney represents New Zealand in which sport?
2: Oof. It's a toughie. You've never heard of him, so I'm just going to have to guess.
4: Um, cycling. Three, two, and... Oh, bugger! Never mind, bro. Good luck next time. All right, Brenton. Right. Good morning, Brenton. Welcome in. What Delaney represents yeah. New Zealand in which sport?
3: Uh, sailing. We've
4: got them. We've we've stumped them. We've stumped them. All right, Dean. This is
3: good as. Good
4: morning, Dean.
0: Um, the cycling.
4: Oh, you've just jumped ahead. That's
3: a dancing.
4: How <laughs> lucky, mate. How lucky. <laughs> See you later.
3: Jordan. Jordan. Google mustn't be working today.
4: Nah, everyone's Funny. not Googling. Finn Delaney represents New Zealand in which sport, Jordan? So, what was the first name? Finn Delaney. Finn
1: Delaney.
4: Uh, Five. Rugby? Four. Three. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've stumped Ooh. them. We've stumped <laughs> them. <laughs> Richie. Good morning, Richie. Morning. All right. Richie, Finn Delaney represents New Zealand in which sport? Finn
5: Delaney. Hmm.
4: Five, four, three, two,
3: Rally. Is <laughs> he? I reckon that power <laughs> yes. outage which went across the whole North Island is just taking Google down because no one's been able to oh, the phone no one's to been be able to Google now. this. Ballistics. What's going on? The phone lo- Ryan Ryan. Ryan. Finn
6: Delaney Aiga. represents Aiga
4: New Zealand in which sport?
6: He's a basketballer.
4: Hey! <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Google, Google. Well done, mate. Well done. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Brisbane is set to host the Olympics in which year? 2032. Yeah, it right. rains What pours. is Roger Federer's home country?
6: As in where he's from oh. or where he lives?
4: He's from. He's from Switzerland. There you go. What well <sighs> Okay, man. This is number five to win fifty dollars courtesy of TAB. Who is returning as the captain of the White Ferns against England? Three, two,
3: one. uh, Susie Bates. Ah. Unlucky, unlucky. She was on our show
4: the other day too. Sean, 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 mate, Sean. Take it home, mate. Who is Uh, returning as the captain of the White Ferns against England? Sophie Devine. Nice. Shawnee, Shawnee, well done, mate. Hold the line and the team will sort you out there. $50 courtesy of the TAB. There you go, Bez. What do you reckon about That's that one? That's good as Delaney, thought, the basketballer.
3: Mate, I thought you policed that quiz master so good just then as well. You are firm. I thought you count down, put, yeah. put, I think, who was it, Richard, under a little bit of pressure early doors. I think you were just strong. That could be the best one yet, actually. You feel, you feel good about that? Hey, I,
4: was, I felt really good. Actually, like halfway through it, the phone line just went absolutely crazy. Everyone was ringing in, and none of them have Googled it, so they all got it wrong. It was, it was a great question.
3: I do think it's that power outage, mate. Right across the old Waikato in Auckland, the North Island region, just maybe took down old master Google. Not even not even Google can sustain a power outage across New Zealand, eh? But I thought it was brilliant, mate. Jeepers, that that quiz is starting to gain a little bit of um, a real bit of momentum, isn't it? Just people just want to have a crack at yep. the quizmaster. <laughs> anyway, speaking of wanting to gain a bit of momentum, is a horse trainer out of Matamata who has a very exciting young young team about to hit spring, and also a bit of an older horse who is about to hit Australia, and that is Graham Richardson. He is coming up next. On Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It is 12 minutes to 7 on SCNZ. 7 minutes away from 7 o'clock this morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast.
2: Double eight, double three is the text line. Best moment the hairy jazz pumping the black caps into the semi final of the 2015 World Cup. I dare say there'll be plenty of nominations for that. Remember, anytime you text, you could be coming away with a temper Queen beard valued at $10,000 for text of the month. And the text of the week wins himself a temper pillow worth $299. A man who will be sleeping very well knowing he's got a great chance in Victoria The spring. Bears would be Graham Richardson, wouldn't it?
3: Yeah, that's right, Louis. Well, we got a bit of grief from Smitty earlier on about how we only really get our drinking buddies on, but that's not quite true. We also get our golfing buddies like Tom Walsh, our racing buddies all across the uh, the sport as well. And I guess now... It gives me great pleasure to welcome in someone who is a drinking buddy, a racing buddy, and a golfing buddy. and happens to be my neighbor as well. He's Gun Horse trainer, Matamata-based, and he's been in the game for a long, long time. And as his very good friend Lance O'Sullivan says, he used to be a jumps jockey who fell more times than he cleared the hurdles. So forgive him for that. But very good morning <laughs> to Graham Richardson. Good morning, Richie.
5: Morning, guys. How are you going?
3: Yeah, good, you mate. Well? Very good, actually. It must have been a bit oh, fresh bro. down the track this morning, mate.
5: It was minus minus three. It is. It's it's the first time this year I've seen the tracks frozen to a degree. You know, yeah, you got to wrap their heels up and make sure they don't touch their bumpers and all that. But it's the first time this morning. Yeah, it's
3: not good. One horse not which good. is not having a one horse which is not having to worry about the cold weather because he is over in Victoria and is now trained by. Paddy Payne, but was formerly trained, well, bred by you, Richie, and then trained by you, and then you decided (laughs) that defibrillate was best served to go across to Australia and try and get a little bit of the AUD, and he trialled yesterday. You happy with that?
5: Yeah, yeah. I'm not too sure who the jockey was, but saw the video last night and he uh, <laughs> explained, I don't know who it was, but he said he was very happy with the horse and the way he felt and the way he went the line. He ran last but under a hold, but that's how he starts off. And uh, obviously, Paddy's a really good trainer, Paddy Payne. So, yeah, pretty, pretty stoked about things. I just, I know he's a good horse and he's earned a lot of money over there. Hopefully, New Zealand will get back to that stage, you know, with Ellesley and all that. So the big stakes coming up, I'm pretty excited about that.
3: And he's nominated for Caulfield Cup and also Melbourne Cup. Obviously, he's by the Melbourne Cup winning side. Shocking as well. So he's bred to stay. And just just to explain to us sort of what his targets might be, all going well.
5: Um, well, obviously, um, he's been nominated for those the, the Caulfield Cup, as you said, and the Melbourne Cup. Not too sure what the direction he's going to take, but uh, not too concerned about that because, as I said, Patty's a really good trainer, so I just keep it up to him. You know, um, I just leave it to the trainer. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> you know what I mean?
3: <laughs> subliminal message in that, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. Izzy's got a question for you as well.
4: Okay. Hey, Richie, I just want to ask you about the Melbourne Cup and the Caulfield Cup. Is, is there a, when you've got a good horse, do you actually have to pay a fee to go into these races? Because they're obviously worth so oh, much. Yeah. The horse is huge. Is there a, what's the, what are the fees?
5: Um, I, I don't know. What the, the first nomination for the for the Caulfield Cup and the Melbourne Cup the other day was just over a thousand Aussie each. So, um, and and the nonce get uh, close to the, uh, the time get bigger and bigger. And I don't quote me, but I think even the if you have to pay, if you don't nominate and you pay a late nom, I think it's something like sixty k. But it could even be more. But uh, to get in the Melbourne Cup, but I would say probably forty or fifty thousand dollars. But obviously the horse has got to pay its way to to warrant running in those races, and if it and if it is, it's it's paying its way because it's it's winning money. So that's just the way it is.
4: Jeez, you horse farmers have got some cash to burn, don't yous? Well, we <laughs> it's not just well, they got they eat a lot. They bloody yeah, you got to check them in there. But hey, what what are the realistic chances of of actually breeding a a Melbourne Cup or or Caulfield Cup winner, and what goes into it? And how to find it? How, how do you find that perfect
5: horse? Uh, well, <laughs> I, you know, I've, I've been very lucky. I, I had a broodmare that um, spread um, the horse to fibrillate and uh, to half to Italian princess, and she won a stakes race as well. But with me, it was a sheer fluke. Um, you know, to be mm. honest, I, <laughs> um, I I like shocking. Is a good horse and. Um, uh, yeah, but the mare was a, it was a good gallop, but she had one, one start. She failed, but I thought she was really good, but she just failed and uh, so retired and um, was a syndicate. the she didn't stay in. And McIntyre from Wellington and his family stayed in and we bred the Fribilite Italian Princess. There's another one in Macau that won about nine, another one in Hong Kong, won about three or four. So she's been a good bro- brood mare.
4: So how come bears hasn't yeah. gone
5: out How come bears hasn't what? What do you mean? Not...
3: How, how, how come I haven't any got any luck like saying, oh, I'm in on defibrillate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's on
1: defibrillate. Oh,
2: <laughs>
1: he is. Yeah. He's. Um, anyway, he rich you right a,
4: for
3: him. <laughs> no. Well, you you go and train. You make marks, sure bro. all the rest of your team. Make sure all the rest of your yeah. team are up and running for spring, please, because we want to we want to find a winner. We know you're a terrible tipster. Well, you always say, "Oh, a yeah, good place <laughs> chance," and then they come out and win and pay about twelve bucks. So. We need we need you to be a bit stronger, please, Richie.
5: Okay, well, Bonnie Lass is a place chance in in the uh, first of uh, at, at Hastings in the first fillies of the series race, the Gold Trail Stakes. Beautiful. <laughs> Righto. Thank win. you, neighbour, for
3: joining us. You're a good man. No we'll worries. catch up with you later on. Guy. Thank you very much. I'll see ya. Cheers, mate. That was Graham Richardson, Matamata based horse trainer, been in the game a long, long time. Also owner of the February 8. Watch out for come. The spring racing in Australia and the big races, the Caulfield Cup and the Melbourne Cup, all going well. It is coming up to 7 o'clock for us, which means it is time for us to have a little McCafe stop. And it's also time for Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Ultimately... Good morning, Terra. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ we are by Kiwis and we are for Kiwis and it is Tuesday the 10th of August and we've just heard from Graham Richardson and we have some other big names to come Chris Lynn out of the UK is going to talk to us all things 100 ball and life on the road as a gun for hire Tom Latham, the standard New Zealand captain who's going to take a young side all around Asia for, for pretty much the remainder of the year actually uh, and then later on we're going to speak to Tony Kemp who is going to hopefully continue to sell us the warrior's dream for us bunch of believers. But in the meantime, it gives me great pleasure <laughs> to welcome back in to after Seven, and after a little McCafe stop, my co-host all the way from the pool house in Ahoka. Good morning, Izzy.
4: Good morning. Good morning, bears. It's been a great morning. It's great to chat to Graham Richardson, actually, and just get a little insight to, to the, the horse world and, and what it takes to actually breed an absolute winner. And it actually costs quite a bit, 60k. If you're late to enter them into those big races, but um, I'd say the average purse yeah. for that would be pretty pretty well up there. With the, what when its What does the winner take? About three mil, or two million dollars? Well, it's
3: about eight million. It well, it's about eight million for the total prize pool. So you get about I think it's 60% of that. So four four point eight million for the winner, um, which gets wow. you, your way. Sorry, I'm just n- I was just nesting into a little sausage roll. My old mate Mark Chirk just dropped me a little. Little sausage roll off at 7 a.m. in the morning. How good's that? No good for the roof, but good oh, for the soul. <laughs> 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 yeah, so I apologize if I was chewing in your ear there, Iz. Um, no, yeah, no, quite that's extraordinary all right. we'll though, on. isn't it? Like Quite extraordinary though. And I guess Richie made a good point, Graham just made a good point about that if you're going in those races, you've won the money along the way anyway to be able to then Afford to um, to get you uh, to to have a crack at at the big races, but hey, he's got a live chance if things go all good. That horse can seriously gallop, so pretty um pretty excited to see how he ends up ends up going. But um, our next fellow is on the line, mate, and I reckon you two will get on very very well. He is, as I mentioned before, is a bit of a gun for hire over. well, all around the world when it comes to T20 cricket. He's participating in the new format over in in England called the 100-ball competition as well. He's a very good friend of mine, played a lot of cricket with him over at Brisbane Heat, and we were dubbed the Bash Brothers. And we often talk not just about the Bash Brothers, was not just how you played on the field, but also how you lived off the field too. he's a strong exponent of that. He's a good, good man. And while Australia (laughs) is bleeding when it comes to their t20 side around the world one of their best players and the man who would be on the first name on the team sheet for me he joins us all the way from the uk Chris Lynn good morning lenny
0: morning bash thank you for that warm welcome
3: mate ah no worries malga is he here and I just i you know like there's a couple of kindred spirits that you' meet in life who you just think my gosh would they get on well you two would get on famously <laughs>
0: Oh, so there we got a little trio happening then. Uh,
4: Christopher Austin Lynn. Christopher Austin Lynn. <laughs> how are you, buddy?
0: <laughs> I'm very well, very well. I'm just, um, we've got the day off today, so um, most people know where they find me on the day off. But, um, <laughs> yeah, over in, over in uh, England at the moment. And it's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a great, you know, England's fully open, which is great. And as you said, Australia's leading at the moment, not only in the cricket, but... Um, uh, with the COVID situation as well. So it's good to be here.
4: Mate, how's the L100 going over in, in UK at the moment? Are you enjoying that format and you loving it?
0: Yeah, mate, it's awesome. Um, as most people know, I'm not a huge fan of fielding, so less time out in the field <laughs> is better for me. But um, I obviously would have liked a few more runs, but I'm, I'm close, you know. It's not something that you should stress about or, you know, rethink your game, but... Um it's it's been awesome as I said, England's fully open so the crowds are loving it. Uh, the feedback that I've got is um you know it's been awesome from you know the fans and I think um you know it's it's definitely a tournament's gonna to be here for a long time.
3: So you're not missing being in Bangladesh with the Australian side then?
0: <laughs> We've spoken about this many <laughs> times, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. That, that was well, actually I, was, I saw the game and it was um it was frustrating obviously being a Aussie fan and Aussie cricketer but um, yeah it is what it is but I'm sure that jL will, um, you know go back to the drawing board and then try and turn it around as quickly as possible I think we've lost about maybe our last five or six years in 2020 cricket so it's obviously not ideal but um, yeah it is what it is.
3: Yeah, I think it is five in a row, actually, and that team was captained by Matthew Wade, so unlucky. Anyway, uh, we move along, and, um, <laughs> uh, mate, speaking of captaincy, so you've stepped away from the captaincy at the Brisbane Heat this year after doing it for um, the yep. last couple of years, and last year you, ma- you managed to reach the finals and, and you got close. Uh, uh, just explain to us a little reason why you've decided to walk away from that. <clears throat>
0: Um, well, I just personally, I just want to go back to um, what well, we do. Haven't enjoyed my career as much the last couple of years. Obviously, the COVID bubble. I uh, got a got a little fine last year, which wasn't ideal. And as hey, skipper, you got to be a leader of the group. But I just think it's also perfect timing for someone else to take over. The club's in a, a strong position at the moment. We've got some really good players and si- good signing this week. Uh, sorry, this year. And I think it's, as I said, a, a great opportunity for. the the new incoming captain to, to take over, and I can just go out there and do my thing. You know, I'm not back to the talking, as I say. And um, yeah, for me, it's all about I um, suppose I don't have to worry about 10 other blokes. So I can just focus on myself and obviously still do my role for the team, but um, it's just one extra less pressure that I have to do. So I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, as I said, we've got a couple of new signings um, which I can't release just yet, but uh, yeah, they're great people, not just only on the field, but oh, on the field as well. Why not?
4: We won't tell anyone. Come on, Lenny. <laughs> we won't tell. Well,
0: I don't know. I just can't. Although I'm not sure if they're 100% sign you. That's the thing. So we're trying to still
4: get them over the line. Oh, awesome, Lenny. Hey, Lenny, you just touched on um, the mental side to your game and and trying to f- you've you've done a bit of work on it. Can you just delve into that? we something yep. quite big that we've touched on in the last week or so. How on the the importance yep. um, of you, you know. Um, working on that mental side, with it, especially in the sports arena? Um, I know there's a lot of people out there struggling.
0: Yeah, I, is that it? Can you just explain feel, a little bit? Um, especially, especially with all the COVID bubbles, etc., you know, you spend a lot of time by yourself and in hotel rooms. So uh, it was about just over 12 months ago, I actually hired a, you know, my nine sports psych, and I know teams have their own um, sports psychs, but just to eventually invest in myself uh, is something I haven't done throughout my career. So I'm really in a way, proud of myself for doing that, reaching out and, you know, working with, you know, someone outside the game of cricket um, to get me through, the, you know, those tough periods. As I said, the, the COVID bubbles aren't easy and there's days where I just hate the world and, um, you know, I've found something that's really worked well for me is having a routine, whether you are, you know, outside a bubble or inside the hotel or just getting up each morning. It, it can be as simple as opening the curtains up, letting the sunshine come in, might be making your bed. Little things like that has been a huge, um, you know, factor in, you know, keeping a quality headspace, and it's so important. We talk about, as you said, the, the mental side of things, and you know your mental awareness. I suppose, are just identifying things mm. so much quicker now, and um, not having, you know, everyone thinks it's bells and whistles. Yes, you get to travel the world and um, play cricket, and it's bloody awesome. Don't get me wrong, but there are some d- bad days that you got to get through, and just manage that. So. For me, it's been a great learning experience, but not only for myself, but I've now reached out to you know my younger teammates who do struggle a little bit. So, um, yeah, it's been bloody awesome, um, you know, the last 12 months. And not only do you, you know, in a quality head space, you actually, I feel like, you perform better and go back to enjoying the game. So it's something mm-hmm. um, that I'll keep doing for the rest of my career and rest of my life. So, um, you know, if you think take one bit away... Is, don't be shy and make sure you do invest in yourself. You know, obviously we're all about having good times and making memories, but making sure you're, as I said, um, you know, looking after number one and that's that's your own health.
3: That's some pretty awesome advice there as well. Pull back the curtains and get the sun coming in and investing in yourself. So that's some pretty awesome feedback there for uh, for a really hot topic um, at this point in time as well, mate. So do you think it's great that you've hired someone yourself do you think sporting teams? Can you see the next step of sporting teams? They often travel with a lot of staff, anyway. With when it comes to coaches and managers, physios, etc. Do you see the next stage being that the teams will travel with sports psychs who can can help in this this area?
0: Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Like I know the Australian cricket team definitely do, but again, guys still. Uh, probably don't open up 100%, and that's probably a key factor as well. I know that, you know, the confidentiality is there, and folks do way that if you, you know provide a weakness to the sports side, will he pass it on to the coach, or, you know, will it you know, leave those four walls? So, for me, it's, it gives me a lot of confidence that it's not going anywhere. Um, yes, yeah, so, you know, they're not cheap, so obviously I'm pretty really privileged to be in that position where I can do those things, but I think the world we live in now, we, you know, Zoom and, and FaceTime or whatnot, it's, you know, it's for me it's been absolutely key and um, you know, I'm not sure what the All back situation is but I know that um, you know players there that do lean on the older players so you don't really do you need a sports like that because you've got some of the greats of the game and you know, you, you're one of the blokes that i definitely lent on over the years and i probably lent on you a bit too much and probably steered you down the wrong path down again but it's, um, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 definitely the way forward because it's as as we always talk about. It's not just the physical side of things. Um, we all know everyone's talented enough when you reach those certain levels. It's all about just keeping in a good headspace. And um, yeah, as I said, it's something that I'm going to do for the rest of my career, um, and even post career as well. Because it's just as important to you know keep you probably even harder. So once you retire, to you know keeping the right headspace.
3: So just with that as well, mate, you, you say you, well, obviously you're away from home at the moment. The IPO is coming up again. So have you or ha, have you got your family with you? And also, how long are you actually away from home?
0: Yeah, so no family with me. Um, with Australia's rules at the moment, you've got to have a working exemption. So we actually tried to get Mumbai to mock up an um, assistant media manager for my missus to come over. But that uh, got thrown out pretty quickly. <laughs> Um, so it does get tough, um, and look, it's not just tough myself, it's mm. tough my partner as well. Carly, she's um, you know, a great bird, and obviously you want to spend—you know—these these are the best days of your life, so you want to try and spend as much time with them as you can. But um, you know, as I said, it's not all bells and whistles. You do make small sacrifices, but the reward is down the track. Um, you know, when you're retired and own a stable of horses and whatnot, like yourself, and to you cherish those, those um, really good moments.
3: All right, we're going to let you go in a minute, Lenny, because we know that you've got a few things to get back to. But just, so, well, I know you're a very, you're you're a very astute rugby league man, and you know a lot of the league boys. I've noticed that I've been spooking the Warriors the last couple of weeks, and they've just managed to bring a little bit of form to the table. Can the Warriors make the top eight? In your opinion, Chris Lynn, rugby league correspondent.
0: Hundred percent, hundred percent, they can. Beautiful. um RTS is a big. Is a big blow, but um, I think, you know, with New Zealand being in such a tight bubble for so long, that's going to work in their favour. Um, you know, And just, I believe in Karma as well. The guys have done extremely well to be away uh, from their families and Karma's going to come around. They're going to get some good rewards. So I personally hope they do. Uh, I love watching them play, They throw the ball around. Um, big Kane Evans is, goes about his business the right way and hopefully get him <laughs> on the park to the uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah look as I said I believe in karma so good things happen to good people and good teams so they definitely will Champion.
3: thank you Lenny mate you um, you enjoy yourself over there stay safe hopefully you can keep banging them out of the park yeah. in the new format of the 100 for yourself yeah, hopefully, over there and
0: I'm, uh, I'm catching up with your good friend Dan Vittori uh, next week so we'll keep you uh, posted oh dear
3: yeah Okay. <laughs> send me some photos very good take care brother Thanks awesome. for joining us on Baz Nizzy. Thank for Dad. breakfast.
4: You. Cheers, bud. Awesome. Good
3: awesome. How did we get that, on? Bez? Fabulously, fabulously. You two would get on. Famously, even. I'll look forward to <laughs> introducing him to you at some stage, my brother. But anyway, that uh, that was Chris Lynn out of the UK, and he was joining us here on Baz Nizzy for breakfast. We're coming up just about. Well, 17 minutes past seven. Send us in a few texts as well, Double eight, double three. Talk to us about, maybe about what Chris Lynn had to say, maybe what Graham Richardson had to say around uh, his horses this season and what's coming up. We've also got coming up Tom Latham, standing New Zealand captain, and later on Tony Kemp to get on the Warriors' train. But for now, it, uh, it's off with the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 22 minutes past
2: 7 o'clock. I 800 150 811 is the Kennard's Higher phone line. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you what you thought about Chris Lynn. Are you, are you watching the 100? Are you enjoying it? 8833 is the text line. When you text, you could be the texter of the month. You could have that temper bed valued at $10,000 or even the text of the week with a temper pillow. Quite a nice text there for you, Baz
3: yeah there is it's um from angie actually thank you angie love that honest respectful and knowledgeable chat with chris lynn great to address mental well-being an honest and open way for sportsmen and women It is a great positive message for the wider community and population thank you for that chris baz and izzy made me happy cry angie that's very nice angie thank you very much for taking the time to text us and also those kind words and yeah look i think (coughs) knowing Knowing Linney as well as what I know him as well, I know it's a very real issue for him and he's found a way to be able to deal with it and I'm not going to back away and Izzy won't back away from ever talking about the subject because it's so important in sport and, and even more so right at this point in time after some of what we've, we've witnessed in the last little while. So, look, it's, it's great to hear the likes of Chris Lynn openly talking about it. And he's a big star in the game, not just in Australia but all around the world. And he is very um, forthcoming with his his advice. So it was fantastic. He's also a very fun fun man. You know, he's a great guy to be around. Loves a game of golf. Loves a punt. Obviously loves a beer. He's mates with me. So he clearly loves a beer as well. And he enjoys a game of golf too. He probably hit the ball as far as what you do actually off the tee is too. Which is monster yeah. distance.
4: I can't wait to meet Christopher Austin lynn and have a wee chat with with the good man. He's um, <clears throat> mate, I love that chat. i um, just the honesty the way he just normalises uh, how important mental health is, what he does to fill up his cup, and that's the that's the reality of this day and age that we're dealing with. Baz, is this is our new normal, and and that's that's the way it is, the way the world is at the moment. Traveling. There's a situation at the moment, and you've travelled with teams for a very long time, and cricket tours go for months and months. So I want to ask you this, because possibilities are the All Blacks. All Blacks are going to be travelling potentially after this Eden Park test. They could be away from home for three months. So I want to ask you, what what did you get up to when you are on tour to to fill your cup up, and and what what stimulates? Because reality is, you're stuck in a hotel, you're playing a test match every week, the mental pressures that go on behind those doors are huge. It's just rugby, rugby, and you're going to do everything to win. So what did you do to get away, to just fill your cup up and kind of just get a bit of freedom?
3: Yeah, well, it's a a really good point because it's not just the All Blacks, but also the the Black Caps. And we're going to speak to Tom Latham soon about it, who's going to captain that team over to Asia, a young team at that, um, which will bring about its own challenges because there isn't as much experience there to be able to deal with um, the, the time away. But I guess the black caps are so used to, cricketers are so used to being on the road, you know, that for the best part of yep. a year, you, for the best part of three quarters of your year, you could be on the road. And that's just what you become accustomed to. So I think the, the black caps guys would deal with it a lot better than maybe the all blacks guys. So it is very foreign for them to be on the road as much as what they are. And it can be really difficult yep. and it's heightened because of these bubbles too you asked what I would do um, when I was on tour. I'd find those releases is, you know, like your game of golf or, you know, you go Mm. out and go out for a nice dinner with, with some of your teammates. You have a couple of quiet beers, just let your hair down and, and just cope, you know, the sort of coping mechanisms, you know what you're sacrificing by being away. So you're just finding ways to be able to still enjoy yourself. And this used to give me grief about it. It was sort of like, oh, it sounds like you're away having, having a pretty good time. You know, you're just playing golf the whole time, but (laughs) I mean, you'd much <laughs> rather be at home, but the fact was that was a way which you could deal with the time away is, is actually just enjoy yourself. It would be really difficult now for them, though, because they can't get out and get that release. But I'm sure you got up to some pretty good, pretty good stuff as well. Is? I was just
4: having a little think, actually. I always, one of my favourite uh, things we did, we, love, we always play golf every day off during the week. And this one time we were in Scotland, and we, we got to play a game of golf. I don't know if you know, I'm a guy named Sandy Lyle. who won the 1988 Masters. Yeah. yeah. So we got to have a, a hit around this golf course in Scotland with Sandy Lyle. And um, that was absolutely amazing. So that's the biggest thing about tra- um, traveling around in these amazing countries, especially Scotland, the home of golf, some amazing golf courses. So we get an opportunity to travel around and play at the places like uh, St. Andrews, um, you know, you go to South Africa. They've got some unbelievable golf courses. You go to United States. They've got some great golf courses. Everywhere you travel, we played. I think we played at Celtic, Celtic Manor in, in Wales, and they had the 2010 yep, Ryder Cup that's there, nice. and uh, that was a special place. So for us, it's just traveling to these places, getting out there, enjoying the local uh, uh, tourist spots, and playing some good golf. So that will have to be one of my
3: favorites. Having a wee head around with Sandy Lyle, the great Sandy Lyle. Well, you mentioned St. Andrews, you mentioned Celtic Manor. What about the best golf courses out there? Double eight, double three, the best golf courses that you have played anywhere in the world. And let us know how how good they were and why they were so good. I'm guessing your one is, was was what? St. Andrews or Celtic Manor? Beach? What was your one? Or what was your one? Uh I really enjoyed sandwich where the British open was played just the other day. I really yep. enjoyed that. I was diabolical and I spent majority of the time trying to climb my way out of those steep bunkers, but it was just a, um, a golf course steeped in history and tradition and, and absolutely loved it. Oh, my, now what mine you?
4: wouldn't have to be over in Europe. Actually mine will be in the United States. So last year we, we went to LA and we were lucky enough to play at the LA country club. And this is where the 2023 year golf Open is going to be held. So two years time, you'll be watching the go- golf Open. You'll you'll see the LA Country Club. The funny story is about that this, is that it backs onto the to the Playboy Mansion Club. And I'll tell you the story. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 Bodie's in the bunker. Bodie's in the bunker, and he's heading towards the hole. He's heading towards the hole, and and the, the mansion actually happens to be behind the hole. So Bodie's absolutely chunked the shot. And he's middled it and has gone over to the mansion and, and right into the middle. At the play with mansion. Obviously, Hugh was <laughs> past it then. So uh, there you go. That's a funny story about LA Country <laughs> Cup. That's where the mansion is.
3: <laughs> oh, there's one to ponder. It? Right, it's 7.30 on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Here's Trudy with the news for Capota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. <laughs> Thank
2: you, Trudy. 28 minutes away from eight. Yes, our list is out very, very soon for our top 25 sports moments of the last 25 years. With Rebel Sport, who are celebrating 25 years, we're compiling these moments. Double eight double three, what do you think should be on the list? We've already had a nomination for Baz's 300. No doubt that will be right there. When you text double eight double three, of course, you could be our text of the month and you could be sleeping very comfortably with a temper queen size bed valued at $10,000 for the text of the month. Baz, just quickly, you mentioned with Lenny about what's going on in Australia. I think the audience probably, I think we really need to drum this home bowled out for 62 in fifth T20 defeat. This is Australia, the lowest 2020 score ever as they slipped to a 60 run and 4-1 series lost against Bangladesh. That is that that's 13.4 overs they were all out their shortest innings and in, get this 144 years with only stand in captain Matthew Wade and Ben McDermott passing four. This is an absolute shambles, and I know that New Zealand cricket fans out there will be absolutely loving this. Shaqib Al-Hassan has now taken 100 wickets and scored 1,000 T20 runs, I should say, and claiming four for nine. He's absolutely running riot over there. Just like, I'm sure, was it Bowden would have been running riot as he jumped the fence to go get his ball? It was a good pickup from Trudy there. That's a fantastic yarn. (laughs)
3: Yeah, it sure is. It sure is. And we've also got a text here as well from Willie. Lads, for some reason I love playing Calvin Heights in Queenstown. Best course I've played. As you that's good that's a lovely course as well, but and I'm sure there's some great memories. But this is a memory we need to investigate a little further. <laughs> <Can> you <laughs> We're not you're not getting away with just saying that you've just you've played a course at the Playboy oh. mansion, which someone's in Bodie's in hit his ball in, which Trudy's picked up beautifully. Did he go and get it? Yeah there must be more to yeah. the story surely
4: <laughs> no there, there actually isn't there is again isn't more to the story but obviously he's sitting over there and we've actually the fences are like 30 meters high with a lot of bushes because imagine the absolute piss golfers oh, out standing outside trying to look <laughs> trying to well, imagine, them, imagine <laughs> them trying to stand outside looking into the mansion like we obviously tried but we couldn't get up over the fence it was obviously really high He's, but yeah, he's chunked this. He's. Chunked I thought it'd be quite out well out
3: manicured,
4: out actually. No, no. Well, I think that um, one of the ex, uh, the ex wives, or one. Of, I think his current wife, when he passed away, she sold it, and someone's bought it for an absolute gangbuster. But the a guy like yeah, Lionel Richie lives on that course, man. It's, it was unbelievable. But the course <laughs> was in Great nick. The course was in Great nick. Well, probably the fastest greens I've ever putted on, and uh, yeah, just what a story, eh? Playing uh, a. <laughs> Chunking your ball <laughs> ball into the mansion, surely, surely that's got to go down as one of the greats. <laughs> what did you shoot? Ah, uh, I think I think it was like seventy eight. I shot a seventy over there. Took, took my clubs all the way over oh, no. the other side of the world and shot a seventy eight at at uh, at the country club. So I was very very happy with that.
3: And that's the US Open twenty twenty three. Baz. watch it, and you'll see the mansion. Oh, mate. If you had have said three under 69, I would have fallen off me chair, i tell
4: you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, it's 30. that loose shape.
6: Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh. oh far uh, out. This is good. Right, 7.36 in the morning on Tuesday, the 10th of August. We've got Tom Latham coming up, and we've got Tony Kemp. Later on, come on the Warriors and good on your is for the Playboy Mansion story. Bears and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. <laughs>
2: Nineteen minutes away from eight and 0800 150 811, If if there ever was a time to brag about a golf course you have played, can you one up uh, Izzy Dag? He played on the front lawn of the, um, the, the Playboy Mansion. So oh eight hundred one five zero. Get yeah, geez, that that, that, was, that was not quite right, is it? Anyway,
4: why do we talk? Wasn't ta- me Daisy. It wasn't me. No, it wasn't. But give us a call on the Get
2: On phone line if you want to have a brag about the best golf courses you'll played around the world. I'm sure there'll be some nice courses in the UAE, or all around the subcontinent really, and that's where we're going next, Izzy, for some cricket.
4: Yep, yeah, very, very special guest on the line. He's a man that's pretty much done it all. New Zealand cricket this morning has announced their squads for the next four months of the cricket, which include tours of Bangladesh, Pakistan, India, and the UAE for the two twenty World Cup. Because of the current state of play with bubbles and COVID, the whiteboard tours will compile 32 players in including skipper for the tour to bangladesh and pakistan tommy latham tommy's on the line with us morning mate
6: morning guys how are we doing
4: yeah very very well tommy thanks for joining us hey i just wanted to talk to you about uh the uh, wtc mate have you things quieting down since you got back And a bit of reality you've obviously just had a baby how's that going for you
6: yeah, it's been uh, pretty full-on. Uh, obviously, the, the celebrations of the, the final were, were pretty cool, but um, you know, then straight into, into quarantine for two weeks. Um, and then last week, we had the, the Mace Tour, which was uh, pretty overwhelming to see the support and uh, that we received. It was, was amazing. And then, yeah, the, yeah, having a wee baby as well, it's, uh, it's been a pretty full-on couple of weeks.
4: I want to talk to you about the Bangladesh and Pakistan tour. Uh, just going through the squad, there's some pretty young and exciting uh, players, and that, and that, school. Is, this, is, is that talk a bit more about development for the future?
6: Yeah, a little bit. I guess, and um, in in this time with COVID, and uh, and player welfare is it's really important for um, for guys to um, sort of have time at home and uh, not be away for, for too long. And um, I guess it presents opportunities for some young guys some guys that uh, have been in the group uh, that have played a little bit of cricket and, and some guys that haven't been uh, with the squad at all. So, uh, you know, it's certainly an exciting opportunity um, with, a, I guess, the, the main focus over the winter is the T20 World Cup and, and then three matches in, in India. Um, yeah, so it presents opportunities for guys to to put their hand up in, in different conditions that we haven't been to for, for a long time. So, uh, yeah, it's certainly an exciting uh, tour coming up.
3: Well, it's a hell of a time to go to Bangladesh because I've just absolutely pantsed a terrible Australian side, and we're reveling in that. So you can't we can't do any worse than how bad the Aussies were, mate. So I'm sure we'll be fine over there, and especially under your stewardship as well. Let's talk. Let's talk a bit of golf. Eh? We, we've just been talking about how Izzy and Bodie had went to the Playboy Mansion <laughs> and played a bit of golf over there. There's a couple of gun golf courses here that people are feeding back. Jack's point, Wainui Yamada golf course, battling goats and ducks. You're a keen golfer with an outstanding short game. Diabolical long game. But what's the what's the best golf course you've played, mate?
6: Uh best golf course, yeah, you do right about the long game. Uh, it's certainly shocking. Um <laughs> but um, most golf courses don't don't suit my uh, my game off the tee, so uh I sort of gotta soak in the the picturesque nature of golf courses rather than the um, than my ability to play them, so uh, places like Patrick Manor, the uh, Ryder Cup course is okay. pretty cool in Cardiff. Um, yes. I'd say New Zealand would have to be Wairaki. I uh, certainly enjoy that. Don't know why because it's a tree-lined course, but certainly very picturesque there. But we <laughs> uh, yeah, have certainly very lucky um, places we go around the world and um, get to play some some cool golf courses. So, uh, yeah, I'd say they would be the ones uh, that I enjoy the most.
3: So let's just talk a little bit about your golf game. For, for everyone out there, Tom, Tom Latham, New Zealand captain, is a very, very technical man when it comes to cricket. He's got this beautiful high elbow, this amazing ability to play on both sides of the wicket. When he gets onto the golf course and he's on the tee, what happens, mate? It just something goes off, doesn't it?
6: I think it's those tee <laughs> markers either side. I've got a real mental <laughs> block with, uh, with the tee... With the T blocks, I think. So, yeah, as I said, as soon as, as you said, as soon as I get closer to the T and uh, closer to the green, uh, the better I get. So, um, <laughs> certainly been a work on for a long time, as you, as you know. There, so I still have quite haven't found the magic bullet yet.
3: Oh, well, you we might have a bit of time in the next little while. Actually, no, you're not, because you've had a kid now, so you have got no chance of playing golf. So <laughs> you've missed the boat on that one. But anyway, um, mate, you've got some pretty exciting names in in the squads that you're taking away and. There's a little bit of an experience there as well, but you must be really, really excited at the depth that you guys have got now within New Zealand cricket and and you must still have high expectations of of what you can achieve in the next few months on the road.
6: Yeah, definitely. I guess the the challenge for us is to um, go over there and believe that we can uh, can win, even though um, there is a slightly less experienced group. But um, on the other hand, it presents opportunities for guys that... They have been in the group for a few more leadership opportunities and, and then obviously guys that, that haven't been around the group as much to, to experience the group. And um, I guess we're a group that uh, everyone comes in and, and fits in pretty well straight away. So uh, I'm sure those guys that get the opportunity will be able to come in and, and be themselves and, and flourish. And um, you know they've certainly been picked on, on results um, from domestic cricket and they've been putting on... Uh, year after year. So, uh, yeah, it's certainly an exciting opportunity and um, I know everyone's pretty excited. We're going to camp at the moment and we'll go one next week and, and then we're off the week after. So, um yeah, as I said earlier, we, we haven't been to to Bangladesh for, I think 2013 was the last time when when you were there and, and we obviously haven't been to Pakistan uh, at all for, for a long time. So, um, yeah, it's certainly some tough conditions, as we've seen over the last week, but um, that presents yeah, some exciting opportunities on the other hand as well.
4: World Test Champions, defending champions, mate. Unbelievable feat in its own. What do you think the biggest thing that, that being the World Test Championship Champions has done for New Zealand cricket for the younger generation? you reckon it's created a lot of hype and given a lot of hope to these younger generations to actually give it a crack?
6: Yeah, I, I definitely think it has. I think, um, you know, the the World Test Championship, the context it had uh, around Test Cricket uh, certainly presented another element for, for the game. And um, it was certainly just amazing to, to see the amount of support that we had um, when we were away. But also when we got home, um, as I said, the, the Maester was, I only did the, the part in Christchurch, but to, to see how many people came out was uh, was absolutely amazing. And uh, by all accounts, it was, it was like that around the whole country. So... Uh, it certainly certainly shows how much support we had 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 and uh, that we're having. Um, so yeah, fingers crossed that it inspires um, kids to to keep playing the long form of the game. And you know, you talk to most cricketers and they say that, that cricket is the pinnacle of of cricket. And, and fingers crossed we can uh, we can continue that mould. Um, but yeah, it's obviously a, a pretty cool tag to have, and uh, yeah, certainly grateful for the opportunity to to play in it, but also to to win it too.
3: Good man. Tommy, we're going to let you go, mate, but we really appreciate you joining us here on Baz and Izzy for Breakfast on SCNZ. All the best over there, mate. You'll do fabulously well. Congratulations on the captaincy as well, and hopefully you get a bit of time to uh, to get out of there and swing the club on the Dhaka Country Club greens or yeah. Fairways, and, and all the best over there, mate. Cheers.
6: Thanks, guys. Cheers, Tommy.
3: Thanks, guys. See you, bye. Actually, he's another one who's gonna. He will end up in your Wednesday golfing group as well. There we go. Another name. I was just,
6: uh,
4: just, I was just about to check out. Actually, check the invite out to uh, yeah. to. He told me to get him on the on the on the in the group. It'll be a great addition to the Wednesday
3: golf crew. You guys are starting. You guys are starting to just get a bit of a cult. The only the only thing is that. You Christchurch fellas are normally quite tight, so you wouldn't be playing for too much. Anyway, it's Baz and Izzy for breakfast on UCNZ. We're coming up 10 minutes to 8 on Tuesday the 10th of August. Back soon. 800 is the Kennards High phone
2: line. And remember, when you call, you could come away with the Bledisloe Cup experience, the All Blacks experience with the Bledisloe Cup in Perth. Not possible. Thanks to Ballpark Entertainment. The cooler of the month, this is the last month, we will come away with that All Blacks experience. Although, judging on every other show, we'll get a cooler on the show and then Beaver will get upset about it. Jeez, these other hosts are prickly. Not like my two guys, Izzy and Baz. They're happy as, eh,
3: lads? <laughs> <laughs> Prickly alright? Crikey just started throwing darts here, didn't he? is. it's
1: I yeah, thought we'd sort
3: we, of uh, we're two different shows too, aren't we? Yeah, I know. He's on the he's
4: on the end. He should just be talking about day to day events. We get we got we when did we get Mills, <laughs> we got him a couple of weeks. We got him a couple of weeks ago, eh? We got him a couple of weeks ago ago, so he's yeah, he's pretty old news,
3: old Millsy.
6: Yeah.
3: <laughs> 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 uh, That's probably the last time we'll have Mills on our show after that comment. <laughs> 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 nah, you're a good man, what Mills, about some of these... You're a
4: good man. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what about some of these texts coming in, bro, about these golf courses? Jack's Point, again, another vote. Best golf course, boys, best golf course I've played 100% is K Club in Ireland. Awesome. Brendan, K Club in Ireland. Have you, have you ever played yeah. there? I think that might be Celtic Manor. Surely that's it.
4: That, that's that. Oh, no, 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 K-Club. No, oh, no, no, that's, that, an, I've never that's in a Wales. K Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, I've never played K-Club. i have to have a look at that one. That sounds like an absolute ripper. But that's the thing. We're, we're, we're so lucky in New Zealand. We've got some absolutely amazing golf courses here. So I want to know if you, what's your favourite golf course in New Zealand. Double eight, double three, give us a text. What do you reckon, Bez? You've played at a few rippers here.
3: Yep. Yeah I have bro um, Well I like Clearwater which is your home course Down there in, uh, mm. in Christchurch I used to be a member there as well Wairaki I was a member up here for a while um, It's just a fraction far away For me and Matamat. It's about now 20 so it sort of takes a little bit Time to get to but I do love playing Wairaki Kinlock is an absolute standout course as well um, Again in Talpo to- 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 um, Jack's Point uh, Tara E. T. Um. What else? Oh, we okay. We Cape get it. Darkness. We get
4: it. We get it. You go to Tarryedy. We get. I've just been waiting for that one to come up. He, <laughs> he's a member at Tarryedy. If anyone else who knows, Bears is a member oh, I'm at Taridi. The only way. No, the, only way to get to the only way to get to Tarryedy. The only way to get to Tarryedy is
3: by ear. So Bears is playing Tarryedy by the ear. Mate, mate, I'm not a member of Tarahidi. I've played it once. And don't you start banging it either because you and I are going to go to Tarahidi and we're going to do it soon. And hopefully a, a really good man with initials J and K is going to take us there. <laughs> <So, laughs> with a bit of luck, he is listening and he's just penciling a little round of golf in for us up there at Tara Edy. Oof, isn't, um,
4: it, isn't it yeah, Friday? No,
3: <laughs> this Friday we were hoping actually going up to Tauri. Did, did, you, did you lay well, that we were, but I, Plant the seed? Well, I actually I actually forgot that I've actually got a golf tournament. I'm going to play golf on Friday and Saturday over at um, Tauranga. I'm going to stay at Lance O'Sullivan, the <laughs> Hall of Fame jockey's place over there, and we, we're, uh, we're going to play a few rounds. So we'll have to push our trip. The following week, if we can, is, if that's okay. You don't mind that, okay. eh? Yeah, that's fine, mate.
4: That's that, that's fine. But what about, have you played para para Umu? I know that's Christian Callum's, um, that's his home course. Have you great played Paraparam? Para para para?
3: Yeah, great golf course. And that's, thank you, Pac-Man, for sending that one in. By far number one, he reckons. Oh, Yes, that's the beauty of this question, isn't <sighs> yeah. it? Everyone has different number ones. But yeah, that's a gun course. When it blows, it is very, very difficult. We were going to do Country Clueless, but, well, Izzy lost your cows, so we sort of had no subject to do this, so we pushed <laughs> that down the road and started talking golf. Well, I,
4: I, so. I didn't, didn't lose them. I know where they're going, but we don't really want to talk about that, you know, we don't to, <laughs> yeah, we'll just leave it there. They're going somewhere anyway. They're going to a happy place.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of happy places, we're off for a McCafe. <laughs> cafe. A little time for a fuel up for us, and here is Trudy. With the news for Kubota, together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Good morning, Rob. We are just after 8am in the morning on Tuesday the 10th of August, and you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. We are by Kiwis and we are for Kiwis, and we have had some fun, fun chat today. We've had some great guests on as well. We had Graham Richardson earlier on. Talking to us about his horse, Defibrillate, with some targets of the Caulfield Cup and Melbourne Cup, just to name a couple. Chris Lynn out of the UK, talking all things cricket, 100, competition. 100? I think it's just called the 100, but anyway. And also, uh, just dealing with life on the road, too. He was good chat, and then went standing, New Zealand captain, Tom Latham, on... A few things going on in the cricketing world for the Black Caps, who are about to embark on a long trip to Asia where Tom Latham is going to be at the helm of majority of those sides. We have Tony Kemp coming up soon, which will be a great chat around Warriors and racing and the hopes of both of those wonderful sports. And then later on, we've got a bit of in the sheds. But if you have just, just joined us, you missed some absolute gold from Izzy before. Absolute gold just telling us a little bit about his trip to the Playboy, well, <laughs> the golf course at the Playboy mas- Mansion, should I say, is not not your trip to the Playboy Mansion, but the <laughs> golf course there. Let's stipulate that right from the outset. But well, we've had a fun morning, haven't we, mate?
4: We've had a great morning, Bez. It's been great fun uh, chatting to some absolute superstars. And then we've got Tony Kent coming on, who is uh, the ex-Warriors coach. would be great to chat to him about this Warriors outfit. What, you know, what the future holds, what he reckons some key signings could be and what direction that the club's going. And so it'd be great to get his little insights. And uh, he's obviously a a horse breeder as well. So we have some great chats to him about horses. Um, But yeah, that, 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 that Playboy Mansion, mate, I pretty much did everything possible to get inside there. We've absolutely smashed the ball in there to think we could possibly somehow go retrieve it. (laughs) <laughs> and it
3: was great fun. Oh, oh mate! We're going to get Warnie. We're going to get on the show at some stage, and we should save this conversation for home because I reckon he might have a couple of stories he could pass on about this, about the golf course that the Playboy mentioned <laughs> as well. Anyway, we digress slightly. Yeah. We also have a little, we'll also have a little chat at some stage about some of the other great golf courses around for New Zealand that maybe not as fancied is he. It's the courses like uh what waitomo little gem of a course that's from mike larry waitomo what are some of the other courses that you've played around new zealand mate which maybe don't have hey, the same some, huge that, well, fanfare
4: yeah that's the thing we have uh all these illustrious golf courses that are you know got the wow factor but we have some amazing small golf courses and the best one one of my favorites people in Hawke's bay will know this golf course it's called awatoto golf course and it's a little path three. you don't need a driver, everything's a little iron, it's a little goat track, and uh, you just wander around that golf course. So something like Awatota Golf Course, and we've got a question here, have you ever done Calvin Heights Golf Course from Michael in Wellington? I've never played Calvin Heights in Queenstown, Bears. you played that one, you always fly over it, and I've always wondered what it's like.
3: Stunning, mate, it is stunning. Some of the views that you get from Calvin Heights are right up there, it hasn't got the same... Uh, illustrious standing in some of those other courses around the Queenstown region but it is it is very, very good. I wonder if our next man, our next guest is a bit of a golfer. I know he's a bit of a racing man. I'm looking forward to chatting to him about that and his relationship or friendship with the Sharrocks who are, as we know, very good time people. Um, but he was also a former Warrior, a former Warrior, a Kiwi coach as well and with the Warriors starting to make a few waves and starting to maybe just make us all believe that they are still in the hunt for the semi-finals. He joins us this morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast, and it is a McAfee, McAfee coffee catch-up with the one and only Tony Kemp. Good morning, Tony.
0: Oh, more than a kōrua, a, 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 That, that, that uh, analogy of a warrior is just like when you're out surfing, A boys, and the set wave comes, and you paddle for it, you think it's a wave of your life, and then you drop off the back of it. You guys are going through that at the moment. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm still keeping the faith, Tony. I'm still keeping the faith. The last two weeks have just invigorated me. And is it a false storm?
0: Oh, jeez, I don't know. You probably had a couple of girlfriends like that is. Um yeah, look, look it, um, It's <laughs> it's it is it is sort of, you know, like if you if you're below the top 4, um look, I know that I know that the Warriors, you know, they, they shouldn't have really won the last two games. These they went into half time and it didn't look like they were they were any any chance of winning the games, especially when Kane Evan last week spent 10, 20 minutes in the Cindon. Um, one thing it has showed though is that um, getting some bigger forwards in the middle of the park really keeps them in the in the game. And I and I just you know I've been saying all along that their spine is really where their issue is. And, and yeah, they're, they're thereabouts. You know, that's that, that bottom uh, middle part of the table, through six through to probably 12, have a chance of making the eight. And, and yeah, the Warriors have a chance of making the eight, but it, I can't really see them threatening the finals, to be honest, fellas.
4: Oh, Kempe, I've only ever had one little darling in my life, and she's like a perfect bluebird day. She is uh, absolutely
0: <laughs> are, you still, are you still joking?
4: <laughs> on Her name's Daisy? Though? She's listening inside, so I'll have to say that, But But anyway, we'll move on. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> mate, um... <laughs> I want to ask you about this Reese Walsh kid, mate. Um, Rhys Walsh, is he the real deal? And, and how do you see his game? He's got superstar status all over him, but he's still pretty, war- uh, pretty raw.
0: Oh, yeah, mate, you would have seen... You, yourself, you would have seen a, a lot of kids coming through, too. And, and um... You know, Roger was the same when he was playing New Zealand schoolboys back in 2010. You know, he had the footwork and the speed. And um, look at Roger now compared to what he was when he was 17 at, at uh, Otahu College, and just the, the, the depth of his his muscle and his and his body um, that has developed over the years. You sort of add that to to young Reece Lightning, and and you know, you can see a thicker style kid in probably four or five years' time. Um, yeah, I think he has got superstar status so I, I must admit, you know, I think he's got really good speed off the mark, I don't think he's suited for, for fullback, because he can't hold that over, at speed over a long um, over long periods and, and, and the other thing is, if you're, if you're real analytical, he's a terrible defender mate um, at fullback, and you really need a guy at the back of the line, like you've played plenty of that that really directs your team around the football field especially in defence, and tells them where they should be standing and the type of um, the type of defensive uh, motivation that they need, especially the, the forwards in the middle. So, you know, for me, I think he's he's probably going to end up in the in the halves um, eventually. But mm. yeah, really good signing. Yeah. I think Brisbane will be kicking themselves, mate, for letting that could go.
4: Yeah, awesome. I'm not even going to get started on defending. I was horrendous myself. But best thing he could do is probably work on his say, communication. I anything, you know,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, mate, but, but all you rugby huh? boys could have done with a couple of games a week.
3: Yeah, we
4: could have. We could have, 100%. <laughs> Joey Manu. There's been some chat about Joey Manu from the from the Roosters. Should we throw him a $1 million long ball, and and would he be a great asset to this Warriors side? Oh, 100%. The
0: All Blacks should throw him a, a $1 million bloody long ball, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> he is the superstar. Yeah. He is the player. <laughs> He is the player in the competition, along with Latrell Mitchell and, and Turbo um, at Manly. The, you know, those three players are the, are the, are the players of the, of the year and probably for the next three or four years. You know, So um, I'm not surprised that the Warriors are throwing the hat in the ring. Um, I don't know how many other teams have got a million dollars to throw around. Uh, you know, we've, we've let Roger go, and there's obviously some salary there for, for the likes of Joey Manu. It's just whether Joey Manu wants to come home and be part of a rebuild. You know, he has won yeah. a grand final. So that motivation to win a grand final can play against... You know, we've seen lots of players come home to New Zealand that have already done it and, and sort of sit back. Um, so, yeah, you know, getting them... I, for me, I'd much rather see that money thrown at Brandon Smith. You know, the, his manager's come out this morning and said Melbourne's first offer was around 600K, you know, like... You throw another 600k on top of that, then Brandon Smith comes home. I'd give i give Brendan Smith one point two million and tell him to come home and be our be our captain and you know our number. He's 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 arguably number one um, hooker in the competition and that's the that position that the Warriors definitely need. Um, and to boot, he's a Kiwi. He's from Waiheke, and um, he can he you know, he's such a he's such a lovable character. He could captain the side mate and people would grow you know grow alongside him.
3: Kempi, cool. says from Waiheke, so he's a Kiwi. There's not too many Kiwis in Waiheke now, I don't reckon. But anyway, this, this text, uh, just this person before just uh, sent in a text, and it's on the money. Kempi, would Joey Manu be worth a million dollars if they were to sign him, or should we just sign the cheese, Brandon Smith? I think you've just answered that. So whoever that text, whoever that person was, please put your name, because you go into that draw for the text of the week and to win that temper pillow. That is a very on the money, absolutely spot on, almost as if you had a bit of an in with Kempi, so I was wondering if that was Alan Sherrick. Thanks for well, You seem to be quite tight with the Sherrick boys. Yeah, <laughs> you seem to be quite tight with the Sherrick boys, and you're also a racing victim as well, not unlike myself. Whereas, as as he refers to us, horse farmers, talk talk to us a little bit about your uh, about your thoroughbred interest, mate.
0: Yeah, well, mate, it goes right back to when we were at school. You know, like I grew up with Alan uh, and Bruce Shirk. Um, You know, they, they, they're a couple of white of boys, um, hardcore white sort of boys. We grew up, you we know, went to primary school together, and Alan's uh, a little bit older than us. He's sort of he's sort of a father figure to a, a bunch of us down there, and, and me and Bruce are the same age. Went through school playing rugby, fifteen, and 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 both live in Auckland today. You know, Bruce is obviously a manager with eSport, even as he would know him. Um, so you know, there's, you know, you, you you got no no real choice if you are one of the best mates of the Sherricks. That you end up buying horses with them, and and um, I've done that sort of all my football career, and, and even today, you know, we've had a couple of good ones in Kaui, um Cinerama over the last few years, and of course our boy that ran around last last week in the Winter Cup should have won it if it followed Ratani up the middle uh, up the inside of the track. So. Mm. Um, yeah, man, it's it's, a, it's always been interest for me. I've always said right from day one when I when I had an interest in, in the racing industry and used to go along with Alan and the trucks to take horses along to the racing and drink some beers on a Friday night with all the owners that it was really like a rugby league crowd. Um, they were real honest people, mate. You know, um, the soul of the earth people, and and I really I really gelled with them. So. Uh, and, it's, and it's like what Bruce and Alan are—you know—they've they've never forgotten where they come from, like like most of us. They're they're good mates, and and um, just so happens that we've gone, you know, along the way, and 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 had such a—you know—I guess a pretty fruitful life, and and now we're trying to have some fun with a with a few thoroughbreds, you know, and 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 hopefully some people can make some money alongside us.
3: Beautiful. So you've had Cowie Cinerama and now obviously just ask me did run second in that winter car. They're, they're three pretty, pretty good horses to have in a short, short period of time. Most people go through a, a huge campaign and, and never really get a decent horse. So you must have had a fair amount of fun along the way. What about anything outside of Just Ask Me towards the spring that we should keep an eye out for, mate?
0: Well, it's really interesting you talk about Just Ask Me. You know who he was named after, eh, boys? Philadelphia lawyer. No. Um, Bruce Sharrick. <laughs> his, uh, if, you, if you read between the lines here, it's, um, it's, it's a really good namesake for Bruce. Um,
4: Bruce just ask
2: um, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. He's probably better than he's probably better than we. He's probably better than we thought. Um, just ask me, you know. I remember when he, when he won one of his races a few a few races back, and I spoke to Alan after the race, and I said, gee, that was a really good win, Alan. It was nowhere in the race, you know, and Alan sort of said to me, Mac, I, you know, oh, they don't call me Tony down in the Boys. They call me Mac. Um, it used to be Smack, because I used to get a lot of smacks from my old man, so they shortened it to Matt. Um He goes, oh, I think we've got a, I think we've got a a good one on our hands, Mac. And, and yeah, you know, like it won three in a row at the back end of last season, um, which it should never have won those three and it just had this turn of foot. Um, and Alan, you know, he's sort of setting it up now. I think you know we might be going to the Kaplan Cook and looking at the Zabiel Classic later on. So, you know, fingers crossed that Alan's right. Uh, very, very, you know, there's a very few times that he's not right, Alan, um, as you know, if you know Alan. So... Um, yeah, that that one's a, that one's a good one, and of course, Cinerama's a black type. Won a few black type races, um, and now you know we've we've got a really good broodmare and often, um, and and we're looking to do the same with Cinerama. So you know they're they're far and few between at the moment here in New Zealand. Good broodmares, but yeah, you know, we wanted to win a couple of black type races with Cinerama. and she got you know that placing last year in the big race in Hawke's Bay. To I think it was. Um, Melody Bell. Um, we thought it looked yeah, like the winning there with up the, inside up the, the inside rail. The inside and of course that you know that's real good. that's real good lineage um, when you look at you know with the second the Melody Bell isn't isn't um, isn't bad form. So um, yeah, we're looking to we're looking to to, to throw a foal on her and and give her a couple of races early on next season, and and then I, I guess that's um, you know we take we take her up to Karaka and with those foals and hopefully. You know, there's a little bit of pocket money to be made there, but we've got a couple more foals coming through. Um, Alan, as you know, Alan's a really good trainer, and he decides really, you know, we leave it in his camp, really. If he if he thinks that they should race with me and Bruce, we haven't really got a say with it, really, because he's like the father to us. So he says, oh, we got one, you know, he said to me the other day, oh, we got another one here, and I'm like, well, which one's that one out of type thing? But um, he sort of tells you that you've got one when it's about a year old, You you sort of don't know. You didn't know that you had that one anyway, but now you do.
3: So that's how, that's how I've got that sort of relationship works. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. You've got plenty of skin in the game, and Cinerama, you're a spot on. That was uh, some impressive performances last year. Good luck with Just Ask Me as well uh, in the spring to come, and let's hope the Warriors have a little bit of kick in them as well. Thanks, heaps, for joining us. Ken you on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It was a pleasure to chat to Cheers,
0: you. Cheers, yeah, Kempy. Yeah, Yeah, boys, that's awesome. Have fun. Talk
3: soon. Awesome. Beautiful. That was Tony Kemp, obviously a former Warriors Kiwi coach, player, league man through and through, and now a thoroughbred victim as well. It was a pleasure to chat to him. And that was a McCafe coffee catch-up with Tony Kemp, McCafe, Simply good coffee. It is 20 minutes past 8 on this Tuesday, the 10th of August, and this is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ.
2: Smithy's got it. Bang on 0800 150 811 is the Kennard's higher phone line. He'll be here from 9 o'clock, taking us through till midday. Only the way Smithy can. Double eight, double three. There's a couple of nice texts there the lads will get to shortly. Remember, every time you text, you could be coming away with a very comfy night's sleep. The temper beard valued at $10,000 is up for the texture of the month or the text of the month. And the text of the week, well, then Nick will be absolutely loving them with a temper pillow valued at $290. Twenty nine dollars, but promotions in play and hundreds of sports markets to choose on, choose from. It could only be the TAB. Co. always responsibly. Always gambling responsibly. Get the words out. Is our man Paul Moate? Morning to you, Paul.
5: Yeah, good morning, boys.
2: How are you going, Paul? And what do you have for us today? Because people have been loving it after the dirty fill up we gave them on the league, so they expect big things now.
0: <laughs> That's good to hear. <laughs> We've got uh, a bonus back promotion on races one and two from the Addington Greyhounds today. I just place a fixed odds win bet uh, on races one or two. And if your runner finishes second, third or fourth, we'll give you your money back up to $30 as a bonus bet. Uh, race one, there's a very, very warm favourite. Uh, trained by Gene and Dave Fay. he's safe enough out of the one box, paying $1.70 at the moment. And in race two, the favourite there. Uh, out of the Ray Casey kennel, Tyree snapshot currently two dollars and seventy, jumping from the eight box.
3: Oh, a little bit of a tidy options there for us. Now, tell me, Couple Paul, have you got some sort of song or something? Have you got? I mean, we love all your odds <laughs> and we love all your sort of opportunities, <laughs> but we love your flair and your colour more. You got anything for <laughs> us today, Paul?
0: Okay, we'll, we'll try one. Yeah, okay. Busy Dag, the best quiz master you ever had. Like the rugby ball, he'll kick you to touch if you can answer them all.
4: Can
2: you answer this?
4: Can you answer this? Can you answer this? Yes. Oh, that is yes, brilliant. brilliant. It is. Oh, he's an absolute <laughs> champion, Paul, mate. Do you know the the, the thing is? I'm just trying to I'm just trying to picture that first moment where we meet up. Are we gonna really impress? <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna give you the biggest I'm gonna give you the biggest cuddle ever. And before you go, well, Paulie, yeah. before you go, Paulie. what's yeah. your favorite golf course?
0: Uh oh, it's probably probably kidnappers.
4: Oh, oh yes. Yeah, nice. Nice. That's yeah.
3: a that's a good yeah. it's a goody. quite tidy. Yeah. I reckon you two, that embrace would be fantastic. You'll probably start dancing as well, knowing, knowing you, Izzy, <laughs> and by the sounds of what you're like, Paul. I think it's going to be quite entertaining. <laughs> but anyway, thanks, Paul. Really appreciate it, mate. And bet go, live on go, your favourite sports with the TAB app today. That was Paul Moati from the TAB. Well, he is go- he's good crackers, he's real good crack.
4: He's he is so great. He brings on some great vibes and I oh, just, yeah, just like you see, I can't wait to, to meet him. But Greyhounds, are you a bit of a punter on the Greyhounds? Nah, They'll miss those things, aren't they?
3: Mate, I'm happy to punt on anything, bro. Well, it doesn't really matter, you know, like two flies up a wall if there's nothing on. It's sort of <laughs> just whatever I can sort of have a little bit of a hustle on. I quite like a little punt, as you know Is oh, I don't even need to ask yeah. that question of you either. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's, yes, I yes. That's pretty spot on. A couple of texts here, bud, as well. Gonna read those ones out. Yeah, the Warriors rebuild is
4: taking longer than the Christchurch rebuild. Well, that's a great, <laughs> great. That's a great message. <laughs> we have to get oh, we have sick. to get Kimpy back on because Kimpy was outstanding. We've got a text here. Keep Kempy on every week, boys. Love his chat and love his insights. And and um, next time we get him on, that's the question I want to ask. I want to ask about the Warriors. What's, what do they need to do to go to that next level? That's the biggest question. They've always had the talent. They've always had uh, some great signings. They've, um, you know, they've got a great um, you know, program up in Auckland. I just want to know why, what he thinks that they need to do to go to that next level. It'd be great to get his insights for a man that's actually coached the Warriors and now
3: he's on the outside and he can actually say what he means. It'd be great. Well, I, I've got the feeling they need to add a couple of players. I think they've got an excellent coach, Nathan Brown. I think they've got a fabulous CEO and Cameron George, and they've got some key player mm. personalities in the right spots. They just probably need a little bit more depth. But we can talk about that a little bit later on. We are in the final furlong of our show today on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. We are coming up to 8.30, which means it's time for Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Thank you, Trudy. At 29 minutes away from nine o'clock
2: when the doy Ian Smith takes over. I seem to think that in the 25 moments, the World Test Championship victory would have to kind of come in there somewhere, wouldn't it? Because, well, I mean, we all know how, how special it was and, and what sort of victory it was. And I think it kind of is a, a bit of a... I don't know, a seminal moment for New Zealand cricket. They'll be hoping they can have some more, though, because, boys, they've named their sides for the World Test – sorry, the the 2020 World Cup, I should say – that side isn't going to the 2020 series in Bangladesh, Pakistan, and there's a couple of ODIs in there as well. So they've pretty much got two separate squads I've announced this morning. The, the 2020 World Cup squad, congratulations to everyone named there. It's got a lot of your familiar names. Your Kane Williamson's, your Devon Conway's, your Lockie Ferguson's, Mark, uh, Martin Guptill, Kyle Jameson, Jimmy mm-hmm. Neesham, Glenn Phillips, Mitchell Sandit, those sorts of veterans, Tim Southey, of course, Ish Sodi. Mark Chapman is included. Well done to Mark Chapman. Glenn Phillips, as I mentioned. Uh, Tim Seifert, whose wedding you went to. And Adam Milne is cover. Now, in the other squad going to Bangladesh and Pakistan, Baz and Izzy, there's there's a bit led by our guy Tom Latham who came on the show. There's a bit more inexperience. And I want to ask you guys, out of these people, who are you excited to see go at international level either again or, or potentially getting their debut? So we've got Tom Latham, Finn Allen, Hamish Bennett, Tom Blundell, Doug Bracewell, Colin de Gronholm, Jacob Duffy, Matt Henry, Scott Kugeline, Cole McConchie, Henry Nichols, Ajaz Patel, Rachin Ravindra, Ben Sears, Blair Tickner, and Will Young. So that's the side going to just Bangladesh and Pakistan. They won't be going to the 2020 World Cup. So they've done it a little bit differently here out of necessity and player welfare. Baz, out of those younger and more inexperienced lads, who, who are you excited to see let rip?
3: Well, first of all, I got a headache just reading through all those names. There's a lot of different names there traveling overseas on representing the New Zealand cricket side, and that is a sign of the times we're operating in with COVID and the bubbles and and time away from home and how difficult it is to get back into our own country with uh, the managed isolation quarantine difficulties. Look, I think there's some there's some players in there who. I don't expect that they will perform necessarily up to a world-class standard on this tour, but I think we'll benefit greatly out of this tour and that benefit will be shown in time to come. Bangladesh in particular and Pakistan, they are such difficult places to tour for our types of players, particularly our batters, because the wickets don't bounce. Um, the, in Bangladesh, you're going to be challenged immensely by the ball which skids on and stays quite low and then occasionally spins appreciably as well from predominantly left-arm spinners as well. So that can be a really difficult place to play as seen by um, the difficulties that Australia have had on this most recent series being beaten 4-1 in, emphatically, in emphatic style as well. And then Pakistan is different altogether because of the fast-bowling nature that, that they possess and some of the challenges on um, touring those countries too. So there's going to be a lot of... Challenges for these guys. I think Finn Allen is a, is a must-watch for our future. I think he's got a game which reminds me a little bit of Kevin Peterson, and a, if he's half as good as Kevin Peterson, then he's going to be a, a magical player for New Zealand for a long time. And the other name to me that stands out, boys, is Ben Sears. I think the the sheer pace of Ben Sears is something which has been discussed around the scene for a while, and is he a man of... A fellow fast bowler in a previous life would appreciate how valuable those fast bowlers are, so you must be excited to see Ben Sears as well.
4: Oh, I'm very excited to see Ben Sears, but we've got a question here, Baz. Baz, did you think Finn Allen is unlucky to miss out on that World Cup?
3: Uh, do I think he was unlucky to miss out on the World Cup? Um, no, no, I don't, because who's he going to replace? I think you've got plenty of... Yep. the The New Zealand T20 side has performed really well over the last 12 months. Ross Taylor can't even make the side. And, you know, 12 months mm. ago, he was our, our T20 player of the year. So it is a tough side to crack into. Finn Allen is going to have to buy his, bide his time. He's getting some exposure around the world at the moment, playing in the 100 and some of these other tournaments, and will then get further exposure going to Bangladesh. Now, just keep in mind that it's not all about, your, as a cricketer, it's not just about how good you are in your own conditions. You need to be able to travel the world and succeed to have a long, long um, career. So these guys need to get that exposure into them. And they'll work out what they need yep. to do to their games to, to become better as as they move forward. Well, someone I'm keen to watch. Um, I was
4: very impressed with Bears. Was that Jacob Duffy from Invercargill down the deep south when he had his opportunities? I think it was against Australia. Came on and uh, took a few good wickets in that ODI at Auckland or well, Wellington. One of the one of the two. I was very impressed with someone like him. Not rapid, but just a tall man. Can move the ball both ways, can create, you know, hit the seam and, and move the ball. So someone like him, who's uh, who just uses his height and uses his body shape to bowl the ball very well, he's probably someone I'm pretty uh, excited mm. to see over in Bangladesh and see how good he goes. So Jacob Duffy for me, mate,
3: and and obviously Finn Allen. He especially, was pretty, pretty exciting. Especially Jacob Duffy for you because he, he's got the similar sort of outswing action that you had at a similar pace, similar height. So very... <laughs> Very, very, very similar to how Izzy Dag used to let the leather rip when in a past life before he became a wonderful, wonderful All Black. Look, we've got uh, in the sheds coming up. So, if you've got any questions for Izzy about his rugby or cricket career, because that was a threatening career which could have gone anywhere as well, then give us a text on double eight double three, or even give us a call on oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. It is twenty two minutes. Tonight on this Tuesday, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for Breakfast on S C N Z.
2: Eighteen minutes away from nine o'clock, which means eighteen minutes away from Ian Smith. But until then, we've got some lovely stuff to come on. Baz and Izzy for Breakfast. Hi, I'm 85, Love Sport. My daughter put your app on for me on my phone. Great show. Thanks, Barry B. Oh, Barry, you're an absolute champion. Appreciate you listening in the SENZ app wherever you are around the country. Of course, tune in. Double eight double three is the text line, and 0800 is the number to call. You can get involved with this segment right now. It's In The Sheds.
1: In The Sheds
2: with Baz and Izzy.
3: Yeah, it is. We've got a few uh, few texts here where people want to know a little bit about what we get up to or maybe share some insights from our previous careers. Obviously, now we're broadcasters, but previously we had another job, which was rugby and cricket. Um, can we call ourselves broadcasters? Probably not yet, eh? Maybe budding broadcasters, potential broadcasters. Um, right, what have we got here? Hi, guys. Love a TAB bonus bet voucher for the Greyhounds today. My question: What do players think of TV technology, TMO, DRS, etc. Love your work, Cheers, Jason. What do you think is TMO, DRS? That's oh, great, mate. We're getting some great.
4: Yeah, we're getting some great uh, messages on the here, but I've got to read this one. Uh, and this really, yeah, this probably relates to me. Yeah, quite well, lads. With the tragic news of Olivia Podmore passing away suddenly overnight, it has really brought the mental health conversation back into the mainstream again. We're missing out on big events, tournaments. Was that feeling of despair there for you? And what did your respective organisations do for you in terms of support? Cheers, Paddy. Um, yeah, that... Wow. Man, where do I start? Uh, you know, my love and, and prayers go out to Olivia and her family in this in this time. It's It's not ideal with uh, the current situation. And, uh, yeah, uh, my prayers go out to her and her family. Um, look, I went through it. I had that time in 2015 when I missed the World Cup, and I guess back then the conversations weren't probably real. You know, we didn't speak about it. The mental health wasn't really spoke about it. It was probably more of a. those were the times where, oh, well, just harden up and you got to move on. But I remember sitting at home with my wife and uh, thinking... The worst, you know, like like uh, what was going through my head, things like walking down the street and then I've just missed out on making the All Black Squad in 2015 and they're just going over to London and I'm walking down the street and I see someone walking past me and this, this is what's going through my head. This person's looking at me and all I can think about was this person saying, this is what I was saying to myself, I was saying this person is looking at me and saying, oh, he's hopeless, he's that guy that just missed out on the World Cup uh, you know, he's useless. So that's the thoughts that go through your head when you when you get dealt with a bit of adversity. Um, but that was just a mind saying, if you think so. I look back to Chris Lynn when he spoke about this morning, and I loved his chat and the honesty, bears that he brought to the conversation about filling your own cup and actually investing into your body. You know, someone like LeBron James, who actually spends a million dollars a year on his body and his mental well-being. So uh, back then, I probably didn't invest into my mental health you know i thought everything would be okay and that was the days oh well i just got to harden up but now these days this day and age the relative is that we have to front it and we are doing that at the moment am i right
3: yeah mate look that's um we really appreciate your honesty there too is like that's pretty pretty raw sort of revealings there bro so thank you very much for sharing that with everyone as well we know that you've uh you've your way through it, and you've overcome many things, and and the fact that you can be here to tell the story and pass on to everyone out there as well to go and reach out and grab some help is um well, is really appreciated, mate. Well, so, but as
4: I just I just think it's super. it's it needs to be spoken about, eh? Like we, we we're on this platform and we have this opportunity to share our insights, and I don't want to sit here on my high horse and think that everything's okay and that he's you know got an amazing family, he's got an amazing life, an amazing house whatever you know i I don't i don't want people to think that i'm actually okay because there's times when i'm not and i'm not feeling okay and you know i have my moments um you know on the outside everyone knows me as this bubbly guy that's energy that's funny that's that's um you know the life of the party but on the inside mate there's there's things that, that that go on and 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 I want it to be okay to share it, and and share it with you, um, share it with the nation, and 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 with me showing vulnerability, it might help someone out there to be able to come out and speak to their friends, because that's the thing with Kiwi men at the moment—we're so to ourselves, and we don't like sharing weaknesses. But yeah, you know, that's we gotta we gotta change our mindset in that in
3: that sense. So yeah, that's what I want to share, brother. Yeah, man. No, I think you're heroes, and. We're always here for you, my brother, so just speak out. And, and as you said as well, if anyone is struggling out there, get in touch with us too because, you know, if we can help anyone, even if it's just one person, just by listening and um and by being a friend to them, then we are available as well on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We have a lot of fun, but we also deal with a few real issues along the way as well. That was beautifully yeah. summed up, Izzy. Mm-hmm. Thank you, my brother. That was in the sheds, and it is... 11 minutes to 9, and we have got the Doyen coming up next. He will very soon with temper, and he, we're going to ask the voice of sport in New Zealand a question. Maybe you've got a question for him. Text it through to us on double eight, double three. We will be back very, very soon on Baz and for breakfast.
2: Six minutes away from nine o'clock, and it's time for Sleep On It. Thanks to temper, they've got mattresses, pillows, and adjustable bases, which you could have, by the way, by being texter of the month. So keep those texts coming through on double eight double three, which conform to the exact shape of your body for unrivaled comfort and support. Baz, uh, we've got the Doyen sitting patiently in Hawke's Bay there. I wonder if the weather's better today. It looked a bit gloomy yesterday for the great man.
3: Oh, the curtain's coming back. The sun's out. The, the beautiful Hawke's Bay when the sun's out. I'm actually going to throw it over to Izzy to ask the question of the doyen this morning. From Hawke's Bay boy to Hawke's Bay boy. Yeah, morning, Smithy.
4: Good to see you, my mate. Hey, i uh, got a question about the Olympics. Mm-hmm. They've just been... right. Uh, it's just come out that Raylan Castle, each gold member's going to re- be rewarded with 60000 per gold you Think that is too much, or you think that's worth it? Just sleep on that. Will
1: and do, this, then, uh, absolutely. Will what do.
4: We, what, all good, all good. What have you got coming up on the show, mate?
1: Uh, we're quite busy this morning. Um, we've got uh, 05, we've got uh, uh Baz's old boss, uh, that's David White. So, we've got Whitey on the show, uh, <laughs> looking at the you know, the how you how the Protocols and, and the practicality of trying to pick three teams at once and send them in three different directions, etc. So, uh, mm. a, amongst other issues, um, and obviously, uh I've had a couple of um, issues with uh, with girls pulling out just due to a bit of mental fatigue, etc. Uh, in the last 12 months. So, what kind of policies does New Zealand Cricket have uh, aligned to support their players, male and female? I, I think it's pretty pertinent mm. at the moment, in particular, Phil Taurangi. Uh, we'll talk about uh, some golf. We've got um, an ex-Crusaders boy on this morning too, as you might like this, uh, Brett Cameron, who now plays, a course, for the Turbos. Yes. So, yeah, former yes. All Black, of course. Um, uh, here's the thing, uh, is he too, by the way, you should be sending Goldie and Josh Kronfeld something uh, today in the mail, something nice by New Zealand couriers or something, you know, because <laughs> this, this day back in 1995, basically, they signed their contracts with New Zealand Rugby, and that was the start... It was the start of those boys starting to get a decent piece of the pie, et cetera, uh, and the forerunner of professional rugby in this country. So Goldie and Josh perhaps deserve something on their doorstep today, really, from you guys. They should, you know, know that you know, is a not, great you know, point. I, 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 I'm not just saying that because, you know, you, you can pull back your curtain and look at your 10 acres. I mean, you, know, you probably would have got that out of your <laughs> Lindisfarne <fun laughs> education anyway, to be fair. <laughs> 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 I was just oh. going to say
4: that, Smithy. I played, I played for the love of the game, mate. That's how I played. I played for that love of that jersey and for the love of the game. So, uh, But don't worry, I'll be flicking Goldie a message and saying thank you very much <laughs> for lighting our foundations for us later <laughs> generation. No, nope, but awesome. You, thanks for that, Smithy. You,
1: you do that, <laughs> mate, and you, you think of it uh, you know, w- while you're out there w- w- watching the sun shine on your 50-metre pool. <laughs> Uh, Baz, how are you today? <clears throat> All right. Oh, yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Smitty. I've just enjoyed listening to a couple of Hawks
3: Bay fellas just jousting along. It was quite good, actually. <laughs> it's nice to not be the butt of, of your uh, of your kind of humour. So, sorry, Iz, uh, but I, I've still got, got th- enjoying just someone else we've having still a still
1: got turn. a couple of minutes, mate. Still got a couple of minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. It's a, it's a, it's a real... Um, I feel quite sombre about the whole deal, actually, the, this poor young cyclist and reading her what she'd it's written right. in, in that Facebook post I mean the pressure of these people are going in. and we saw signs of it didn't there? Uh, we for Simone, Simone Biles at the Olympics so we saw it with Naomi and the two uh, cricketers um, but all of a sudden it's the stark reality of when something like this happens about the pressure involved in sport and yep. life for young people these days um, it's very it's very sombering actually a, Trying to think back to the, the, my career when you know I felt like I was going to get dumped or things weren't going too well or you're away from home for a long time and uh, you know you had your moments but you had your teammates around you and and that was the, the mm. I think the beauty of team sport was that you know someone around the in the room next door or just down the corridor is probably feeling the same way as you so you could go and have a chat about it and, no no not too good yeah well on that note too we got a text here in from Guy. We're in the
3: final throes of our show. But Izzy, he says, Izzy, you are a star for opening up like this. I'm not famous, but I have had my struggles all because of life stresses. It got so bad that I developed chronic pain for years. I'm getting better. To everyone hang in there, speak up. You're not alone. And that is a very, very good message. Izzy, you are an absolute superstar for your honesty and vulnerability today. And Smitty, I'm sure, will pick up on it later on in his show. All our thoughts are are out there as well for Olivia Podmore's family and anyone else who is going through any tough times, give us a call any stage just for a sympathetic ear if need be. But a big thank you to all of our team as well. Um, Here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast, it is Smitty's turn up next and then followed by Staffy, and then on to the Beaver. But a big thanks to all of our team as well. And from all of us here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ, ka kite